Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. All right, well, today as we gather here, it is Trinity Sunday. It is the day that we celebrate our triune God. A couple questions, you know, what does that mean, triune God, Trinity? We're going to explore that briefly and what that means for our lives. As we do that, we're going to start with a question. So for those of you who join us live stream, you can answer the questions. Those of you here in person, if you want to shout it out, you can do that as well. But the question is this, what do you love? Now think about that for just a moment. What do you love? Like I can think it's summertime. I think summertime, what do I love? I love grilling. I love a big juicy cheeseburger and a big slice of cold sweet watermelon. What do you love? You know, I love a lot of things. You might great on a day like today to sit outside with a cup of, you know, cold tea or with some lemonade. I'm thinking food. I'm not sure why food is on my mind. I'm usually hungry by this time of the day. But also you think about things that we, we love. You know, what do you love? Maybe you love your job, your home, your family. Family, right? Your puppy, your spouse. You know, what do you love? I'll tell you one thing that I love on a day like today, air conditioning. And there's a story behind that because for the last four or five days, we have been without any air conditioning in our house. Last year, it was kind of iffy if the air conditioning was going to make it when we were able to get it for another year. And then the spring, when everything was kind of cool, it worked at first. And then when it really started getting hot, you know, at first it was kind of like, let's work. No, it's not working. And then it was dead. And we called the company. They just gave us an estimate. They said, all right, well, probably about two weeks out before we can fix it for you. Oh, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Thankfully, it took about three days, and we got a new air conditioning unit, so the house is nice and cool. What do you love? And that's really a great question. We talk about the Trinity, who the Trinity is, and, and what that means for us that we believe in this triune God, which, by the way, if you hadn't figured it out, never knew, knew that before, triune comes from really two Latin words, tri, meaning three, like a tricycle that we rode when we were kids, and unity. So it's three in unity. And so we have that as part of our historical creeds. We talk about this God who is three persons in one. We do that in the Apostles' Creed, which we often confess and worship. God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Nicene Creed. The traditional creed to do on Trinity Sunday is the Athanasian Creed. If you've ever said that before, it's a lot longer, much more expansive in the explanation of who this triune God is. In fact, the Athanasian Creed even begins with the words, if you wish to you know, truly be a Christian, a follower of God, you have to believe that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that the three are not, you know, equal. They're all equal to each other, but yet they're not the same. Well, it's kind of confusing. Trying to explain the Trinity to someone can be difficult. I had to do that. I didn't have to do that. I had the opportunity in college for a Japanese exchange student that was with us, and he was saying, well, you guys are Christians. What do you believe about this God? There's three gods, right? And I said, well, we don't believe in three gods. We believe in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He goes, yeah, three gods. I'm like, oh, not easy. But who is this Trinity? Well, you know, you might have learned in Sunday school, confirmation class, I brought a few object lessons up here, you know, with me about, you know, who the Trinity is. Like, here's an example right here, if you can kind of see that. It's a what? Egg. It's an egg. Uh, if you've ever seen this before, the egg has at least basically, what, three parts. Three parts to an egg, right? Ready to catch? The people are like, oh, I'm staying home now. I'm never coming back to in-person worship. Yeah, there's three parts to the egg. There's the... You know, the white, the yolk, and the shell. All three are part of the egg, yet they are not 
you know, the other. And we can think of the Trinity that way. Now, I was thinking a volunteer would be really good today to hold this apple, because i got an apple here. It's another way to talk about the Trinity. And, you know, we could have a volunteer just to hold the apple. It's like, cut. But too bad we have to do social distancing, and you at home in your jammies, you just too far away. But we talk about the Trinity with an apple. Now, before I get to the apple, got the knife here. Before we get to the apple, you know, we also talk about you know, on St. Patrick's Day, you think, you know, St. Patrick t- described the Trinity with the clover. Three leaves make up the clover. Or another way of talking about that is with H2O. H2O we commonly call what? Water. Water is the liquid form of H2O. There's also the solid form, which we enjoy in our lemonade or iced tea in a day like today. That's ice. And maybe in the, you know, wintertime when it's colder and you heat up some water, you get what? Steam. You get the gaseous form. All three, steam, ice, and water, are H2O in three different forms. You know, they're all the same, yet they're not the same. So the apple, kind of right here, you make a best. It's my lunch later today. You know, the apple has three basic parts. You've got the peel, you've got the flesh, and you've got, which you can see here, the seeds, which, by the way, have arsenic in them. That's why you don't feed them to dogs. Things I learned having a puppy. I didn't feed that to the puppy, by the way. I didn't do that. I just was learning, can the puppy have apples? I said, yes, but don't, don't give them the seeds. But, you know, three basic parts in the way that we understand the Trinity. And the apple's really cool. There's actually a children's book that uses the apple and talks about how the peel, you know, protects you know, it reminds us how God the Father protects and provides for us. The flesh, how our God steps into this world in the flesh and his son, Jesus Christ. And the seed, which gives life, how the Holy Spirit gives us life. But as we talk about that, we're going to jump to a text here from Deuteronomy. One of the things for us to note is that, you know, like I was talking to this Japanese exchange student, no, we believe in one God. So let's read together, whether you're live streaming with us, whether you're here in person, Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel... The Lord our God, the Lord is one. We believe in one God. This set God's people up as different than the rest because they didn't talk about multiple gods, the gods of, you know, vegetation and the gods of, you know, the water, but they talked about one God, one God who created all things, that provides for all things, the one God who loves us and redeems us and cares for us. And even though we talk about three persons, we are still monotheists. We believe in one God. And this one God who was there at the very beginning. And that's what we heard from the scripture that Bree read for us a little earlier about God being in the very beginning. In Genesis 1, even says the Spirit hovered over the deep, the darkness, the, the chaos. And then God spoke, and maybe even more literally, in a sense, sung creation into being. So let's read these words from Genesis together. And we begin to understand who this God is. We talk about a triune God. Let's read together Genesis 1. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. See, we confess this in the creeds. We understand this as the God who loves us. But this God who loves us is the God who created us. A God who created us to be in a relationship with him. A God who created us to be in a relationship with him, yet our sins destroyed that relationship. And there's nothing we can do to eliminate, to remove those sins from our life. But God loves us. In Genesis 3, shortly after God created humanity, gave them life, you know, they sin, they rebel against him, they eat the forbidden fruit. We sometimes think it's an apple. It wasn't an apple. But they eat this forbidden fruit, the relationship is disturbing. God makes a promise in Genesis 3.15 of restoring that relationship. 
So again, we begin to understand what, who this triune God is. This God who not only creates and gives life, but provides for us. The God who loves us, even when we rebel against him. Here's the familiar passage, John 3, 16. So we talk about the Father and now the Son, and the Father and the Son is God. So love the world, the Father so love the world that he did what? Let's read this together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So that God loves the world. This trying God loves the world so much that he and his son Jesus became flesh, stepped into our world, and gave us, gave you life. Life today, life for all eternity. That by his death on the cross, we know we are forgiven and loved by this triune God. So we have God the Father who provides and cares for us, who creates and gives life. God the Son who redeems our life by the life that he gave for us at the cross. And then we have the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we talked about Pentecost last week. This great text here from Romans, let's read this together. Romans 15. May the God of our hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So may God of hope, again, there's God, this triune God is God of hope. He's a God who gives life, a God who loves us, and a God who gives us hope that fills us with joy and peace. And think about kind of, again, how chaotic this world has been more recently. From, you know, the pandemic and, you know, the adjustments that we've all made from that to the civil unrest that's been going on in our nation, to dealing, you know, in, in our culture, and our society with, with, with racism, and, and really kind of say we got to grapple with this to those who have protested, to those who have rioted, and, and just, you know, it, it's, wow, it's life, isn't it? I mean, sometimes life isn't quite so crazy, but sometimes it really is crazy. Yet it's God's Spirit who gives us this faith to trust in Jesus, to believe that this triune God loves us. To believe that, that Jesus, in, in loving us, you know, that his spirit then empowers us to not only believe that, but to live out that love. So here's a great text that, again, talks about this God as a triune God. As we understand the mission of our triune God is to love us. To love us even when we may be considered by others unworthy of love. A God who says, I created all people and I love all people. Regardless of who they are, regardless of what they've done. These words here from Matthew 28. Let's read this together. So wherever you go, make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You see, there we have that this triune God, this Trinity, which in some ways could take hours and hours for us to dive into and explore and explain. And we can use things like the egg or, or H2O or a clover leaf or an apple. But ultimately, we see in this triune God is love. And what we are called to do is reflect that love to our world, to our community. And think about what that means right now in the midst of everything that's going on, to reflect God's love. You know, one of my favorite hymns, it's not a hymn that maybe is familiar to most of us, and it's one reason we probably haven't sung it here, is a song that says, I bind unto myself today the strong name of the Trinity. I bind and sue myself today. So the idea that as we begin each day, you know, in prayer, as we end each day, you know, we say, I, I place, I call on my God, that triune God, so that I am reminded that this triune God loves me, that you are loved by the triune God. 
But also the triune God has called you, he's called us to reflect his love to the world. So as we celebrate Trinity, we not only celebrate who our triune God is, we celebrate his love for us and for the world, and we answer his call by the power of his spirit to reflect that love to our community and to our world. So here's the challenge, the question for us this week. How will you reflect the Trinity in your life this week? How will you reflect his love? Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the great gift of your love and forgiveness. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would enable us as we are loved to love others with the love that you have loved us, that we, by the power of your Spirit, may reflect that love. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time.